Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at trylifemd.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the Eyes on Isles podcast with Matt O'Leary and Mitch Anderson. Hello and welcome to the Eyes on Isles podcast, episode number 45. I am an anxious Matt O'Leary and I am joined by Mitch Anderson. Mitch, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing well. I don't know why you're anxious. What are you anxious about? Um, well, you see, Mitch, um, John Tavares might Never not be a Islander the next time we do oh, this podcast. I thought we had gone over this not only via WhatsApp group, not only via text messages or our weekly editorial meetings and every other interaction we've had in the last like two weeks. We've gone over this. There's nothing to be anxious about, I I believe, personally. And I don't think you should be anxious either. I I know. I know. I, I can't help but feel it. <laughs> Monday, I woke up with a pit in my stomach, and it hasn't gone away. Really? Yes. Well, I'm I'm opening a premature beer to JT signing oh, with the New York Islanders. The confidence is flowing from Mitch Anderson. So, uh, Mitch, before we get started, you know i got to put you on the spot. Episode number 45, yep. who we got? 105 points in 300 NHL games with the New York Islanders, including 315 penalty minutes. You're darn right I did my homework. Aaron Asham. Yep, I think that's your best choice. That's who I had, too. Uh, yes. Nate Thompson and Anders Nilsson also wore it. Yeah, I know, but like, mm, yeah, big deal. Right, so 45 definitely goes to Asham. And yeah. this he's sorry on Asham, he's out now, right? As like the broadcast between the periods type guy between the glass, like he's gone now, right? That kid, it, he's not going to come back to that. It wasn't pretty, it wasn't like he he sounds fine. It's just I uh, maybe he was really nervous, it just it didn't work, it didn't work with him and Shannon. So, like, I hope he can find his way and eventually get a broadcasting gig. It just his first attempt didn't seem to work. So he's gonna have to work on some things. Obviously, uh, not saying that any of us could do it, but it just it didn't it didn't go well. I think Mark Parrish hit it out of the park, so I oh. expect him to be back. Yeah, I hope so. I very much so liked him in his role between the glass. Oh, it was amazing! Like when so. uh, Anders Lee would score, and he'd like fist bump him on the way back to the bench, like <laughs> stuff like that was just so cool. Yes, that's what you want to see. Like, I don't care about having a homer broadcast. That's why I watch hockey. That's why I watch it and why we have this thing, this podcast, and we, we blog. It's because we want to be homers. We want to exist in our homer shell. I'm quite all right with that. Oh, sure. Yeah, I think that's completely fine, especially for a sport that's so regional, too. Like, hockey and baseball yeah. is a very regional, two very regional sports, and your broadcast team can get away with being homer, and I think it makes for a better product when it is, actually. Totally agree. All right, so now that we got the broadcasting aspect out from the podcast, we do have some other stuff to talk about. Uh, why don't we start with the draft? Because it's pretty much going to be the today's focus is going to be the draft and then pretty much JT for the second half of the show. Yeah. So why don't we start with the draft? Mitch, 
utterly shocked they used all four picks in the first two rounds. I think would be the best way to describe it. Uh, okay, I'm sorry. Rephrase that in a way, because I don't. I don't think it's shocking in hindsight. I really don't. It's shocking when we got to the point, not even like when we got to like the ninth pick, and we realized who we were able to draft. It was kind of like. I'm okay. Yeah. I'm good now. I get it. Revisionist history, not shocking, but like leading up to it, very surprised. Cause no, it was- yeah, as we got to like picks five and six and they, they still made a trade, you're kind of like, are they going to do this or not? What are they doing? Yeah. Um, like we discussed on the show, I was refreshing Twitter at Madison Square Garden. <laughs> That's what I was doing. What, what were you doing again? I was seeing my girl Casey Musgraves and also yeah. some guy named Harry Styles. And oh um, just a quick update on that. I was not nearly prepared enough for the 16-year-old screaming girls for Harry Styles. You would have thought How, the Beatles like, were coming out. Like, honestly, like, that would have been my first. That was my first. Gonna, it was going to be my first comment to you right now. Like, how were you and the 16-year-old girls doing? Like. That that must have been like screeching. You're you're. Can you hear below or or, or above like fifty decibels or whatever the 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 range is? I like. Are you just done there? That that frequency just doesn't coming anymore. Yeah, I definitely lost some frequencies. If I did one of those old school hearing tests they made you do at school when you put on the uh, <laughs> headphones and you got to raise your hand for which one, I would not do very good. Um, it was tough. It was tough, but I did have a fun time, especially refreshing Twitter and following along uh, with the draft. And as it was going, I noticed who was falling, but I was still surprised that they didn't make a trade. I know before the draft actually started, the Islanders' number one goalie target was traded to Colorado, and that, of course, is Philip Grubauer. So I was a little worried from there what was going to happen, and then... Trade-wise, nothing ended up happening. Which is perfectly fine. Obviously, like you say, revisionist history, or at least once the picks came in, it made sense because we got Oliver Wallstrom at number 11 and we got Noah Dobson at 12, which is insane when you consider... Just Okay, let let me write off some numbers for you here. Um, Noah Dobson, when when I looked it up on at least five different draft boards, he was between a four and a ninth overall pick. Yeah. At best, fourth overall. At worst, ninth overall. We got him at 11. Sorry, 12. 12. That's Noah Dobson. Wallstrom was between 8 and 10. Like, pigeonholed within there. He fell three to two spots. Or, sorry, two to three spots. That's insane. You you make that pick every day. You got the, the second best goal scorer in, in the draft and the second best defenseman in the draft. And you picked 11 and 12. You do that all day. Yeah, it certainly makes sense. And I'm not knocking Lou Lamarillo for making the picks whatsoever. I do think, though, if Garth Snow was still the general manager and he made those picks, I think he would would not get as much slack. I think people would be more so uh, set on, oh, you didn't make the trade and improve the team. Here we go again, just waiting for prospects. But since he's out and... Lou Lamarillo is in. I think people have more faith in Lou, and I, I'm guilty of it. I probably would be doing the same exact thing. I'm just, I just wanted to point that out there as well. Yeah, I, th- I think that's fair. I- I've heard other people say the same thing. Like, if this was Garth, would we having, we'd be having the same reaction. And uh, yeah, it's hard to say we wouldn't because we're not in that in that world. And I think that's really all we need to take out of this is that Garth isn't making the, the, the picks is not the one saying, this is what's going to happen. He might have a say. He clearly had a say. He was there at the draft table. But he's not the one with the final word. And I think at this point, like you said and others have said as well, is that the faith has been reestablished, that I trust what is happening. I trust what's going on. I trust you to address the issues that we clearly have within this organization going forward. Yeah, and I don't want that to be misconstrued. I love both the picks. I think Oliver Wallstrom is going to be very good. I think there's a legitimate chance that he could be on the team next year. Yeah. So the only reason we wanted to trade these picks is because we needed defensemen. And and we were going to arguably use one of the first rounders to get said defenseman, right? Like that's what the first rounders were for. Right. We didn't get one. We don't have a defenseman. We'll, we'll get into that in a little second. But we thought that we, that we'd use the second rounders to get a goalie. And he still didn't do that. 
But when you think about it, he got Bodie Wild at 41. Bodie Wild was between, I have here, again, I looked at five different draft boards, and he was 15 to 27 based on the draft board. And that last draft board is because he didn't score a point in the World Jew or the under-18 tournament. He played seven games and didn't score a point. And so that sank him in the draft in the draft standings, apparently. Yeah, I really like that pick a lot. I was surprised he was still there when the Islanders were on the board in day two. I love that pick a lot. I think yeah. he is going to be a part of this defensive core going forward. You know, Obviously, Dobson, I think he's going to be a top-pairing guy. But Bodie Wild is going to be a good depth guy, I think, for sure. I think that's fantastic value at 41, right? They took that's a, right. 41st. Yeah. So I, I love that pick, too. The one thing I will be critical with, and it's not really fair because I don't know a lot about him, the Ruslan Iskakov pick. Yeah. The uh, only thing I don't like is he's way, way small. He's 5'8", a buck 52. Yeah, but they said that about Martin St. Louis, Theo Fleury, like the list goes on, right? Yeah, I, I again, that that's fair. That's absolutely fair. So, if he's got the talent, give him the shot, I say. Who cares if he's 5'8"? He can play against guys like Ch- like Charity and still put up points. We've seen it in the league often enough that this shouldn't be an issue. And that, that's probably why he fell to the second round, because of well, his size. We've seen it happen. I thought Quinn Hughes was going to fall a lot further back than where he was eventually taken at 6th, I think it was, 6th or 7th? Mm-hmm. I think it was 6th, the Vancouver picks. Uh, I thought he was going to fall to the Islanders even because of his size at 5'10". Um, but the Islanders didn't trade any of their first or second round picks for a goalie. And again, like you say, the faith is there. Even though we went into the draft set on leaving the draft, not only with maybe a few picks, but with a defenseman and a goalie. And we didn't get either of those last two, but we got the picks. So what do you what do you rank or what do you give as a grade for our our draft day? Not just the picks, but our overall when we leave draft uh, when we left the draft and what we had. But what do you what do you give us as a, as a grade? Ooh. And again, not just the draft picks, because if it's just I've seen if it's the the post draft and it's an A to like I have never seen an A plus, but an A. And that's fair. But what about the fact that we we went there wanting a defenseman, we went there wanting a goalie, and we didn't get either? That's why I think I knock it down to an A minus. Yeah, um, I want to, and I know I can hear people scream like, "But the market wasn't there," and that that's fair. But our 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 expectations were still there, right? And so, shy of Lou coming out and saying like, "I tried to call this person, I tried to call that person," I don't. I I feel like we missed out at, at least a little bit, at least a little bit. Um, and apparently, Grubauer was offered to the Islanders, right? And we'll, we'll get into maybe a little bit later. Uh, but the price is just way too high. It was just way too high. Yeah, I don't think I would wanted to give up a first round pick for Grubauer. Yeah. So then, how do I want to do this? Um, what do we do now with the goalies? I know this isn't necessarily going to on, on a run order, but that's all I can think of. What do we do now for for a goaltender? I know like it wasn't all in on, on Grubauer or else, but that was that was the clear favorite. So now what? I guess you have guys like Leonard and their boy Hutton. Um, I really want no part of either Jimmy Howard or Craig Anderson. Nor nor do I. Like, I, I really don't. Um, unless it's for a year, maybe. Sure, fine. I'm okay with that, but... That's something that... Not even... I, 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 I could barely tolerate that. Uh, Varlamov, maybe? They're going to want to trade him, probably. Yeah, that's true. Well, I don't know, because they're getting rid... They might be getting rid of... of um, Oh God! I can see his face. I can. I can't. It's not Barube. He's already in Columbus. Um, who's the former Toronto Maple Leafs starting goalie? Came from the Los Angeles Kings. Why can't I think of his last name? Oh, Why can't you? I'm in the process of doing it right now because we're both drawing blanks. Uh, it's Bernier. something with a B. Bernier. Thank you. Bernier. Bernier's on his way out. So that's the two. They're worried. 
the Colorado Avalanche are worried about Varlamov, about his, his, his health. Not like he's sick or anything, but like they don't know if he can, if he'll get an injury or if he'll recover from the injury that he sustained last year in time. So they want a guy to cover, and now they'll have that 1A, 1B system that we hoped we had last season. Um, so I don't think Varlamov goes anywhere. But that that's a good that's a good play for the Isles. I just I I I have faith. But what would your how would your faith be shaken if like Craig Anderson comes in Ooh. on a two year deal? We'll say. Is that what his contract is? Oh, I, I have no idea. I'm I'm assuming. Yeah, I guess he's not a free agent. Yeah, it, it wow. I was it is going two with that years. assuming it's two years left. Yeah, at four point seven five million. Oh, the Islanders. Or sorry, the Senators clearly have to keep some of that money. But still, I'd almost rather bring back Halak for a year. Yeah, I don't think so. I'm I'm not ready to say that. I'd I'd still rather Anderson. As opposed to Craig Anderson? He was brutal last year. Yeah, so was that entire team, though. Like, I I don't know if I'd lay that on him necessarily. Um, That entire team was garbage. He's he's 37 this year, Mitch. He's old. I, I know... I know, but put him in a more stable environment. Can he get back to those days where he was a like a pretty good goalie? Maybe, maybe for one year. For one year, I, I, I'm, I'm, I guess I, 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 I'm making the case, but I don't want to make the case. I, what I wanted out of you is that how does that affect your confidence of the organization if they bring in someone like Craig Anderson? I wouldn't be happy with it. I guess I would I would lose a little bit of faith. I mean, I still trust Lou, and then I still have more of an optimist view on the Islanders right now. So I think it's going to be a surprise. I don't think it's going to be someone we expect. No, clearly not. What about Kemper? I know that he hasn't started a lot of games, but... But that's the thing. The options that we have available are all guys who haven't started a lot of games, so... At some point, you got to take a risk. Look, Martin Jones didn't start a lot of games when he went from the Kings to the Bruins to the San Jose Sharks all within a couple of days. That's true. If not the same day. Like, he didn't, and he's a pretty darn good starter for them. He's... Like, talent is talent. No, you're right. You're definitely right. Wow, yeah, he really didn't start a lot of games. We went from 19 to 15 no. to 65. Okay. Yeah. So that that was that was good goaltender scouting out in San Jose to say that's the guy we want Um, because again a lot of guys that are backups don't necessarily make it as a starter they just can't deal with the workload it's through no fault of their well I guess it's a fault of their own they just can't do it I'm really I I know I don't know is a really bad answer but at it's very slim picking that's why I think we were so excited about Grubauer. And then once Barry Trotz came, like the link seemed obvious, but the asking price was far too high. And again, I think it's going to be someone that we're not currently talking about right now. Maybe someone that we don't expect to be on the move. What about Cam Talbot? I would love that. I really would. I know he had a bad year this past year, but I He would... did. Um, but... I know he's been put out in a trade rumor recently. I just don't remember if it was for the 10th. O- no, because they had the 10th overall pick. Why would they want to get more? Yeah, no, they wanted to trade Cam Talbot at one point recently, like leading up to the draft. So maybe he's still available and Garcino calls up his buddy P. Shirelli and says, hey, I'll give you, uh, I don't know, what do you want? Nothing? Here you go. Yeah, he's a cap hit just over $4 million. He's a UFA after this year, but let's see. He is 30. 30. He just turned 31. Had a bad and a bad yeah. year. But that, that might Had be... Had a good year last year. The, yes. He, I'm, the previous, before this past year in 2017-18, 908 save percentage, 302 goals against average. But if you want to look at save percentages the years before, 919, 917, 926, 941. Uh, yeah. So I would look at 2017-18 as the outlier on a god-awful team. So I, he's probably my favorite option. So like it, it make like going after him makes sense. I'm just trying to find where the link was for him again, because I know there was ah oh God there was a tweet. God, I remember seeing it this too. Is, but this is bugging me. I should have had this ready, but I guess I I wasn't thinking of going this way because we didn't have it in a running order. Um, there was a tweet days before the draft. 
um, I'm on the article now that I that I wrote it on. Um, it said that they're looking to sh- they're sh- at least shopping him, and like that's perfect. Dude. You want that all day, every day. If you can get Ken Talbot, I can't find it. I'll I'll find it later. Um, if you can get Cam Talbot from Edmonton, do it. I think that's the best bet. What are you going to have to give up at this point now? You don't have those draft picks to play play with, so what, what's the trade going to be? Adam Pellick? I don't know. Like They'll probably settle for that. Are you saying that because of Shirelli, or are you saying that because you think that's... Yeah. Okay. I say that because of Shirelli. Let's say Adam Pellick and, uh, I don't know, something else. Or... Brock. <laughs> yes, sure, Brock. Scott, uh, Scott Mayfield and Brock. Or, I don't know. God, David Quenville and Brock. Oh, I would love it. Love it. Like, what? We we have defensive prospects. If they want defensive prospects, go for it. And if you want a scoring winger, guess what? Brock Nelson is a scoring winger. We just happen to use him as the center. I like that move a lot. I think this is the guy, Mitch. Yeah. I think we figured it out. Lou Lamarillo, we know you're listening. Uh, Cam Talbot. <laughs> Call up Ed Milton. Get, get good pal Shirelli on the horn one last time, and uh, let's get this done. Yeah. Perfect. Um, I know we spent time on, a lot of time on what the Islanders did in the early rounds and that they didn't acquire a goalie or defenseman, but while we're still on the topic of the draft, did anyone from the later rounds stick out to you that uh, you liked? No, not really. It's not that I didn't like them. It's just once you get into anything outside of the second round, third round, you're usually getting goalies. Same thing for the fourth round. And you're getting either players who, who are okay, but they're, they're, they're darts on a board. You're, you're taking a shot. You're thinking, I like something about this kid more than the next kid. Um, so I'll, I'll, I'll shoot him up. I'll, I'll bring a shoot him up. God, I'll bring him into the organization and hopefully he can play out or he can you know play on the team. I'm, At some point. I'm not too sure how I feel about the goalie they took. Um, if you um, look at his num- numbers, they yeah. seem not so great. They seem okay, but yeah, they're not fantastic. Do you think he is the one they're trying to develop, or do you think it's still Soderstrom and praying for Sorokin? I don't think praying for Sorokin is a thing. Okay. I think, yeah, like, I think if Sorokin comes, they'll keep trying, but they're not holding their breath, I would imagine, at this point. I think right now it, it's it's Soderstrom. Um, they're not maybe throwing all of their all their weight behind him, but they're they're invested in Soderstrom more than they are with with Sorokin, I would imagine. It just it just makes sense. Why why wouldn't they be? Yeah, he signed that entry level contract. He's going to play in the AHL this year. I think it makes sense yeah. too. So like Sorokin is just kind of, are you ready to play? Yet, okay, next year then. Da, like, <laughs> okay, like that's about it. So you think he could probably, if the Islanders acquire a goalie, you, do you think he can back up? Not this year, but twenty nineteen, twenty twenty. Do you think he could be the backup? Who's that, Sorokin? Yeah. No, not Sorokin. Uh, Soderstrom. Soderstrom? Probably, yeah. I, I would think so. Although, isn't Grice still going to be there in 2019-2020? He'll still he'll be on the last year of his $3.3 million deal. Mm-hmm. Or $10 million overall, 3.3 AAV. I guess. So, I, I, I don't have a, a good idea of who the goalie's going to be, but like... Again, okay, so I, f- I found the tweet. It's uh, David Pagnotta from the fourth period, which is a hockey magazine. And he says uh, on June 22nd, hearing the Oilers continue to entertain trade talks involving Talbot. Things may be escalating there as clubs like Chicago in need of goalie help may be in strong play. That was the tweet. Okay. So. I would inquire. Oh, yeah, hard, for sure. If Talbot's available, send a delegation. Just send Garth Snow to Edmonton. Just send him there and park his butt outside of Rogers' place and just every day be like, so uh, what do you think about Talbot? Hmm? Every day. Just every day till he gets settled. You just start, like every time Shirelli walks in the building to go to his office, he just throws the name out of two different players. Brock and Pellick, if he doesn't stop, <laughs> then the next day, <laughs> Mayfield and somebody else. 
and just like oh, so it's gonna be like um oh what's god i can't think of names today john cusack with the, the ghetto blaster is that the proper term for it yeah, i think you know what i mean uh the big radio mm-hmm. and he'll just be blasting trade for talbot brock and pelic yeah oh my god good stuff uh and mitch you got anything else on the draft or you want to get on to johnny t let let's get on to Johnny. Wait, did we want to talk about what? Well, I guess we talked about what we didn't do. Yeah, let's get to Johnny T. That's the big one. Let's do that. I'm nervous. Like, like, okay, fine. Explain why. Okay, I don't understand why. Or like, I, 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 sorry, I get it. It just can we just rationally think about it? Let's take a step back and go. We're clearly the favorites in this situation. Oh, yes. No, I, I agree. And I would still put myself at 90-10. But hear me out. Okay. This is very similar to... I'm trying to think of a good analogy for it. But basically... You're going to bust out something millennial that I won't understand. Like in that episode of The Office where <laughs> Jim says to Pam that he's cool and she thinks he's cool. And so... Something like that? I don't know. No, I... I assume that's how the the entire show goes. Yes, Jim and Pam are both cool. Um, But (laughs) I was thinking more so like John Tavares is a girl we like and we're watching other guys go up and talk to him. Um, I've heard that analogy a few times now and... Sure, I guess that that's how you want to put it. I I see it more like it's I don't know. We're at a restaurant and it's just someone really just like taking their options. You know what they're gonna take. You know what they're gonna take. But they're still humming at the menu, going, "I don't know if I want the burger or if I want the French fries or the chicken fingers." Like that's that's what you're. And you're like, oh, you know, you want the burger. Just take the burger because you know at the end of the day that's what you're going to take. Just do it and get this over with. That's how I feel, and that's how we should feel. You're not in the slightest bit nervous. No. No. Like, I get it. I, I We know he was going to talk to teams. We know he's trying to gather perfect information. I'm not nervous. I'm really not. And if, and if he goes, then there was nothing we could have done to keep him. But I'll be sad. Well, obviously, we'll all be sad, and we don't want to be sad, I guess, but, like, I'm not nervous that he's going to make a decision that we don't have control over. Like, uh, th- I guess that's where I'm going at, is that he's, he's going to sign with, with us. I'm 90 to 99% sure he's going to sign with the Islanders, and that other 10 to 1% is out of our hands. There's nothing we could have done. Nothing we could have done. All right, so... The teams are the Islanders, Leafs, Bruins, Sharks, Lightning, and Stars. If you had to rank them one to six, one being most likely, what's your order? Oh, God. Okay. Um, Lightning? As ahead of the Islanders? Sorry. Oh, am I including the Islanders? Yes. yes, I guess Islanders would be in this list. So, sorry. Islanders, Lightning, Leafs, Stars, Sharks, Bruins. You're putting Sharks that low? Sharks is my number two. What? In what world? In the world where they always make the playoffs and that you have Brent Burns, Logan Couture, and then, oh yeah, uh, Joe Thornton probably going to come back on a one-year deal again. I'm sorry. Did you see the teams that are currently playing in the Atlantic Division? Pacific? They're awful. They're all awful. If they choose, if he plays in Toronto or Boston, he's automatically going to the playoffs. Already. Don't even play a game. Don't drop the puck. They're already going. They play against the Canadians. Terrible. The Senators. That's a tire fire waiting to explode. Um, Who else? The Florida Panthers. They don't know how to get anywhere. Buffalo. Uh, Buffalo. Good luck with that. Rasmus Dallin's going to put up 50 points, and that's about it. Um, Who else am I missing here? Detroit Red Wings. That's another playoff. That's a non-playoff team right there. They sell respectability, but they're not making the playoffs. I guess I would go Islanders one, Sharks two, Lightning three, Leafs four, uh, Bruins five, Star six. How do you put the Lightning three? Because I think San Jose is nicer than Tampa Bay. 
nicer in terms of weather or just there aren't mix. so many old people no in, in san jose i assume no but i f- look at the lightning's cap space they just signed jt miller to a 5.25 million a year extension how are they going to fit Tavares? they'll find a way they'll find a way it's tampa i have no doubts they'll find a way it, they're they're speaking to him because they know they already know of a way I guess. I'm still really surprised that Vegas wasn't involved. I don't think JT wants to go to Vegas. You don't think so? I think he's like the rest of us where he has no faith that they can do what they just did last year again. All right. That's fair. I agree. So on that, who who else surprised you that didn't make it to the table? Because I got a big one. Maybe not a big one, but it's one that, that I thought was going to make it to the table. And I'm glad didn't. Montreal? Yeah. That's amazing. JT said... Peace, no thanks. I don't even want to talk to you. Just get out of my face. <laughs> talk to the hand because the face ain't listening. Just get out of here. That's a 90s reference right there. That was. That was before my time. Yeah, and I did it to the mic instead of the camera. <laughs> I don't know why I did it to the mic. I guess because I keep speaking to it rather than the camera. Um, He didn't want to talk to them because they're terrible. And he has no faith in that organization. That's amazing. He is speaking to the Islanders because he has faith in the organization. That's an amazing thing because six months ago, that wasn't a thing. That wasn't a thing. There was no faith in this organization. No. Either from us or for the players within. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. Um, Do you think that there's any way he signs a one-year $15 million deal with Toronto? (sighs) Um, I laugh because it sounds absurd, but I I guess maybe I don't know why there's he a would. chance. I don't see why he would either. I really don't. I don't get it. He doesn't seem like the guy who wants to go. Listen, if I'm speaking as as a, a hockey writer, I love it. Because if I'm speaking a, yeah. as an Isles fan, I hate it. Okay, well, think for John Tavares for a second. Or I'll pitch it to you, Mitch. Would you rather $15 million now or 88 across the eight years? Right. But in in year one of that $88 million deal, I'm only getting 11. So I'm getting $4.9 million more a year. I could LeBron it. Okay, that year I'm getting 15.9. The cap's going up next year, and I just played an amazing season. Boom, I'm getting 16 now, whatever the max is again. What if you get hurt? I just follow max to max to max until I feel like my, my peak is there, and then I sign a long-term deal somewhere else for, let's say, 10, and I made all that money throughout. I guess, but I don't I don't think Tavares does that. No. God, no. I, I It would surprise me, like, it would surprise me if that was Tavares, because he doesn't, it just doesn't seem like the guy to LeBron it. No. Like even like the de facto LeBron in our NHL or in our, in our league was it's Connor McDavid and he had to walk them back from thirteen point five to twelve point five because he's such a good Canadian boy. Yeah, good for him. That, yeah, exactly. That that's what that's the kind of like player and attitude we're dealing with league wide. Whereas the NBA are dealing with guys who no, I'm betting on myself and I'm going to take the max deal. I'm taking as much money as on the table, and I'm going to do that year after year. That is, oh, in terms of a product, that is appealing because there's drama and it keeps coming back. I'm glad you brought that up because just the, the contracts and stuff like that for a second. Because I saw I read an article today and I was like, that is so true. Cindy Crosby only making $8.7 million is like such an amazing thing for the Penguins. The fact that they have right now Malkin, Crosby, and Kessel – and they are in the mix. Ten point, they have $10.2 million in cap space. Exactly, Mitch. How? How is that possible? Well, they just got rid of Connor Sheary and um, Matt Hunwick, and that's, was it 5.5? I think so. Well, $5.2 million in space. I think Sheary's making three, and um, Hunwick was 2.2 or something, something of the sort. Maybe 2.5. Yeah. So that that's how. I, I get it, but still, like, they... They're just smart with the cap and lucky at the same time. Oh, wait, their cap has changed because they just try, they just signed uh, Jack Johnson. Yes, on July 1, about that's going to happen. Yeah, so right now it's 10.2, but come July 1, they already have it at 8.1 on cap friendly. They yeah. have $8.1 million worth of cap space. 
because they signed. <laughs> they can move. Jack Johnson. They can move uh, Brassard out, a Haglin out, or something like that if they had to. Yeah, they they they're they're the Penguins. Um, so I I don't like Tavares. Just doesn't seem like the guy to do that. Which, like we've seen tweets and throughout this year, but we're we're seeing them now. That why would Tavares not go to and be the the captain in Toronto? Good job, Sean Simpson, once again for deleting your tweet. Good good job standing by what you said. Um, <laughs> I just I, it just annoys me. Um. He tweeted out that why would Tavares not want to be the captain of Toronto? Because he doesn't like the attention. He doesn't. And and if he does, and if he goes to be the captain in Toronto, then I'll stand back and I'll say, like, whoa, I guess I had that situation wrong. But I won't be the only one. I won't be the only person to no. say that Tavares... Or, or I won't be the one who would be surprised if Tavares goes to Toronto because of how we feel about him and the scrutiny of the media and how he feels about that. Yeah, it's very true. And I think that the Toronto media would get on him a lot more than the Islanders media does. They'd- Could you imagine what happens if Tavares goes through that? Was it a five point or a five game pointless streak that he had this year? Twice, I think even. Could you imagine the Toronto media, what they would do to him aside from what happens in Long Island where he's got two people following him essentially? Yeah. Like, oh my God, get, give your heads a shake. Come on. I understand like people don't watch the Islanders. I get it, but like, you're learning profile the player that you're writing about at least a little bit. Through, I'm glad you brought that up because through this whole experience, I'm learning more and more that nobody watches. Um, and it's not just that they don't watch; it's that they don't pay attention to the coverage. And I'm not, I'm not saying they don't read eyes on Isles and wow, I'm railing against that, but they don't read Arthur Staple. Clearly, they don't read. B comp when he's writing about it on NHL.com or any or Lighthouse Hockey or any other of those Isles blog, any of the other Islanders blogs have all said the same thing. Tavares or blogs and even just beat writers have said the same thing. Even Stan Flischler say it. Tavares is a guy who likes Long Island because he can go to the store and not necessarily get recognized or stopped every day, all day and ask for autographs. I'm sure it happens, but it's not like it would happen in Toronto or even Montreal. No, this was the best not well it's not really the best, but I on the radio station they were talking about it actually, one of the rare times they talk about hockey. But if <laughs> John Tavares went out on the street of New York, like just walking in New York City, would not get stopped. No chance anyone on the street of New York knows no. that that's John Tavares if he's dressed in plain street clothes. That's right. So I, I think that's his personality. He's a quiet guy. He probably likes that. In Toronto, it's completely different. Yeah, forget about it. You're not going to have a peace, a moment of peace. A moment, a moment of peace. Uh, it's just not going to happen. So it, it kind of bugs me when I see those things and people say them, but then they retract them. And then they also block you for pointing that out. I mean... Oh, you got blocked? Yeah. For pointing that out, we got blocked. Eyes on Owls got blocked. I got blocked a while ago. Wow. Yeah, I know. Sorry. I, I like. I didn't realize Canadian media had the thin skin. I get called out daily, daily. <laughs> oh my god. Some of the, some of like the fire. Oh, the fire that comes my way. It's fine. I get it. Like, I'm not gonna block you because you don't like what I wrote. That's fine. You're allowed your opinion. No. What a softy. Yeah. <laughs> So, your confidence level is ninety ten. Yeah, but I'm just you, nervous. That's all. But it sounds like it's a seventy thirty. No, I'm just an anxious guy. I have anxiety issues. <laughs> okay, I get anxious too. But I, I get it. But like in this case, it just feels like everything's going our way. And it, and if it doesn't, then there was nothing we could have done anyways. Well, sorry, there's something we could have done, but it would have to have done been done like months and almost a year ago. Because remember, this has been going on for a year now. Yeah, it has. And the Islanders only started making changes to affect this a month ago. One of the things that does make me feel a little bit better, though, I just read it like now. Uh, John Tavares is heading back to Long Island tomorrow. Well, yeah, sure. That's where he lives. Where else is he going to go? I don't know. (laughs) Where else is he going to go? I don't know. I get it. But like he's it, he's coming back. Like I, I think it's just all sure. him just being on the West Coast and getting like six Wined different gentlemen dined. callers coming to his door. 
Yeah. Okay, so if it was a bachelor, who does he give a rose to and why does he give a rose to them? You can only give it to one, right? Yeah, of course. You've never seen The Bachelor? I've never seen it, and I know how this works. No, I know, but there's like different reasons for what you give the rose for. Oh, wait, what? Yeah, like the person at the end obviously gets a rose and engaged, but like through each episode, somebody gets a rose, and it's someone different pretty much every time. But you win the episode, essentially, when you get the rose. There's only one rose at the end of the episode, right? Maybe. Come on, man. I don't know. <laughs> well, why are you throwing me under the bus if you don't know? <laughs> okay, I, I'm giving it to, fine. I unders get the rose. There you go. Happy. Of course. Okay. Why? Why do they get the rose? Because Lou Lamarillo and Barry Trotz and hometown. That's it. And eight years and money and Barzell. Nah, okay. Okay. All right. Yep. <laughs> I sure. I I don't think money's an issue. I really don't. I think he's gonna get a blank check from the Islanders, anyways. Doesn't matter. He's getting he's getting whatever the Islanders is going to match and out outmatch or outbid anyone anyone there. That's for sure. It doesn't matter. Um, I guess unless Toronto gives him a max deal for a year, but they're going to give him more money over over the eight. They can also give him the eight years, whereas um, a, any other team can't. So if he's worried about how his deal might impact the team, the best bet is the Islanders, right? Like if he goes to Tampa and he takes a, a cheaper deal because it keeps kind of like the team in balance and there's not one person making way more than anyone else, um, he can still do that with the Islanders because he can take a lot more money and have it average out, you know, amortize it over set or eight instead of seven. Um, um, yeah. When do you think... We find out a decision. Friday. Oh, okay. I think it's going to be Friday at 4 o'clock. That's your favorite time. So it's a holiday on Monday, in, or sorry, on Sunday in Canada. It's our it's a Canada Day celebrations. Oh, is it really? So it's, it, it's like our 4th of July. Okay. Right? Sunday's the first, isn't yeah, it? Sunday's the first. Yeah. Um, so people are going away to the cottage and stuff. And so that's when you, you usually throw out the news is when no one's paying attention because everyone's leaving on Friday around four when they're done work. So they're not paying attention to their phones because they're on the roads or they're, they're stressing to get all their stuff together to go camping or to go to the cottage or to go to the trailer. They're getting all that stuff together. Uh, and so they're not going to see it till seven o'clock. So it kind of plays with the news cycle and no one can make a big fuss about it for a little while. Although we'll all be watching. Friday, I'm just going to be a madman. Pretty much like I have this whole week, just refreshing Twitter all day long. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Watch around 4 o'clock. Okay. I like that prediction. Obviously, it's going to what have do, to be What do you Saturday. think, though? I think Friday's fair. I want to say tomorrow, but I think... Oh, could you imagine if it's tomorrow how electric the blue and white scrimmage is going to be? Well, well, really? Does that have any bearing over that, do you think? Yes, wouldn't you be excited if you were an Islander fan? I guess, I suppose. I don't think it won't, it won't register. I just don't think it's going to be like people are losing their minds at the blue and white scrimmage. Okay, hold on. Let me get this straight, Mitch. The day, yeah. hours before the blue and white scrimmage, John Tavares signs an eight-year extension. You don't think that changes the atmosphere of the blue and white scrimmage? I, sure, I think it's going to register a bit, but I, I really don't think it's going to be this huge thing. I really don't. It's not like Tavares is there. Okay, if he shows up, people are going to lose their minds. But I, I, I don't. I uh, uh, they'll have there. There will be people clapping. The sign guy will be there. I'm sure he'll have a sign ready for Tavares signing, and that's about it. Strong disagree. It's not like it's televised either. True, but I'll be there. And you know what? I'll wear my Eyes on Isle shirt. So if you see a tall, lanky guy in an Eyes on Isle shirt, come say hello. That's me. There you go. Perfect. Mitch, we have this might be the most important part of the show. Okay. As you have heard, and most of the world has heard at this point, the owner of Bagel Boss is sending John Tavares bagels. They have already been sent. And he offered free bagels for life for John Tavares. If he will actually take that up, no one knows. But 
that story got a lot of publicity. It went viral. And I think one, I think it was an awesome idea. Yep. Here's the kicker. Sure. Some Twitter account from Montreal said that Montreal had better bagels than New York. And Oh, my God. We're going to do this right now, aren't we? You're going to drag this out. Oh, my God. And this sparked a huge debate because the one thing, yes, we have multiple sports teams for every single sport. So most sports fans can't get along in New York. But one thing everyone can unite on is bagels and pizza. New York has the best bagels. New York has the best pizza. And not only did this Twitter account have the audacity to say that Montreal has better bagels than New York, but our very own Mitch Anderson has also yep. said that Montreal has better bagels than New York. So That's true. Okay. Okay. I would like an explanation, please. An explanation as, as to why they're better? Yes. Just because you cram a bunch of bread and make something bigger doesn't make it better. I would expect that from Texas, not from New York. Because that's your only thing. Like, oh, it's more bountiful. It's bigger. And thus, it's better. It's a plain bagel. There's nothing on that. There's nothing to it. Oh, no, there's, there's different flavors, ba- you know, right? Oh, of course. But that's not what you showed on your little Twitter profile now, is it? No, Your little Twitter a, sondage. You had your, your... I did a side-by-side. Yeah. To do what? Because for you, the importance of a bagel is its size. To me, the importance of a bagel is its consistency, its constitution, and its flavor. And that's what you get from Montreal bagels. Okay, but you can't have a bacon Not some rushed-together mash of bread that you seem to enjoy. It's fine. I like New York City bagels. I prefer Montreal City bagels. There's no way you can have a bacon, egg, and cheese on a Montreal bagel. The hole is too big and is too thin. And I have never had a Montreal bagel, but... So, like, Hold up. already you can't judge, so thanks a lot. Ellen has, my girlfriend has, and she said New York is better, so I'm sticking <laughs> with her. Okay, great. And it's decided that New York has the better bagel. Two, oh, two, it's decided, two beats right? one. And we'll run it up a poll. <laughs> Let me run down my wife then and be on the air. Steph, come and adjudicate this. New York or Montreal bagels? I'll do it. I'll do it right now. We'll get the tiebreaker. You won't. Okay, I'm texting her right now to get her down here so that she'll come on the air um, and uh, tell you exactly how she feels. Has she ever been to New York? Yes. Has she had a bagel? Yes. Has she had a bacon, egg, and cheese? No, it was some other type of bagel. Have you ever had a bacon, egg, and cheese on a bagel? Yes. On a New York But apparently I don't go to the same bagel shops as everyone else. Where do you I get thought your a bagels? New York bagel was a New York bagel. Where do you go and get your bagels? Oh, I don't know. I just like the place that was next to where I was staying. That's what I always do. I'm not going to walk 40 blocks to get a bagel. And then I go next door, and then the closest place that sells a bagel, the closest breakfast place that sells a bagel, I'm going to get a bagel there. These look more like pretzels. What? You're, 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 you're talking to... Something to like to no one. What are you talking about right now? What picture are you looking at? Describe, paint a picture. I am. I googled Montreal bagel, and I am looking on again. You've never actually had a Montreal bagel in your hands or in your mouth, so you can't. You can't. Well, I can't have one anymore. (laughs) You can't have one anymore. You're just not allowed to have a bagel anymore. Well, today it's Montreal. I can't have it. No. Well, I'm going to explain. Oh, do you have celiac disease now all of a sudden? I've had, I didn't just have it. I've had it for five years. What? Yeah. Oh, so see, you can't, you can't judge this contest. Well, I had regular New York City bagels previously, and now I have gluten-free bagels. Okay. So you can have a gluten-free Montreal bagel. Do they make them? I'm sure they make them. Why wouldn't they make them? I don't know. I've never been to Canada, Mitch. What, you think everything is like loaded with gluten in Canada? Could be. See, my wife won't come now because she's like, I thought you were recording. I don't want to stop your recording. Or why don't you, you could just ask her, oh, it looks like they do have, what, oh, how that? Of course they have gluten-free bagels. This is taking a lot longer than it needs to. There, this okay, is all in there, French. She's here. Come here, Steph. Of course it's all in French. This is Google Translate. Okay. My lovely wife, Stephanie, is here. We need you to uh, a judge on a debate that we're having. What's better, a New York City bagel 
or a Montreal City bagel? Speak clearly for the microphone. Montreal. Oh, thank you. I love you so much. You're the best. Okay, that's it. That's all. Thank you for coming downstairs. We interrupted her bedtime for this. Thank you. Thank you, Steph, even though we disagree. It's a two for two. Feel free to weigh in all you want, but Montreal City Bagels are at least, according to our account, par to New York City Bagels. Although the Anderson household clearly feels that the Montreal Bagels are better. All right. What about Montreal Pizza? No, it's it's garbage. It's garbage. Let's throw it in the dumpster. Don't even eat it. Do you have pizza? Like I'm sure there's pizza places, but like, do you do you like, eat it? We don't live in igloos, Matt. <laughs> do you eat? Pi- do you eat of pizza? Of course, we eat pizza. What do you think? Where do you think we live? I don't know. I don't <laughs> eat. I don't eat. I don't eat poutine. Well, now you're missing out. That's, that's a that's a that's a question because I know like I'm not gonna get a, a Philly shame. I'm not gonna get a Philly cheesesteak in New York if I went to Philly. If you I'd go to Montreal, you're don't go get yourself a bagel for you. Get yourself a smoked meat sandwich. That's what you go to Montreal for. That's Fine. that's you know what I'll give you that's that. What you that, get. that could be Montreal's dish. They could have smoked meat smoked meat sandwiches. We get the bagels, bacon, egg, and cheese you on a bagel. You can't have bagels and pizza. You're just like taking everything. We're going to take that. You, you, who, who decided that New York gets to decide anything? I don't know. That's culture did. <laughs> Okay, do we want to move on to something else? <laughs> All right. <laughs> social segment. Yes. Do you have anything for the social segment? Two things. All right. On the, it's all John Tavares related. All. Both things are John Tavares related. I picked out some funny tweets uh, where I thought that they were funny from fan bases that are or are not speaking with John Tavares. Okay. Uh, and just reactions from the fans. So first it's from at Jetson132 who's replying to Jeff Molson, who's the owner of the Montreal Canadiens, who said that the Montreal Canadiens have the best place to play, or not have, but Montreal is the best place to play and have the best fans. And he says, yeah, right. What a pity tweet to your fans because you, your egotistical GM couldn't even land a meeting with John Tavares! Exclamation mark. You guys are a terrible organization. You've run, you've ruined, sorry, run, ruined hockey for this city. Thank you for single-handedly destroying this team. Step down as president and fire Bergevin. Some strong words. Very strong words. He is mad if online. It, it, it feels good to not be the tire fire of the NHL anymore. Yeah. Um, second one is from at Taylor Mahar one who says, if John Tavares signs Boston, I assume he means signs with Boston. I copy pasted this, so it's, I didn't type it. If John Tavares signs with Boston, I'll personally give him my house, my organs, and everything I own. Obviously, he'd be really happy if John Tavares signs with Boston. I think he'd be dead if he had all his organs lost. <laughs> Just, here's all of my organs. I can't wait to see you. Oh, wait. Beep. Yeah, nice. That's all I had. Okay. Um, yeah, Tyler Mahar really thought this one through. He did. I had the annual picture of the prospects at the beach. Oh, yes, okay. What a photo, guys. A lot of beige shorts, eh? I was going to say, if <laughs> the Islanders look like they're pledging a frat. Well, yeah, I guess. But the dress, I don't know who it is. Some A blonde prospect is wearing... Neon teal shorts that you could see. Oh, from those the, shorts look on point. I have the, the same pair of shorts in that color. In that color. I you also do? have like pink ones or salmon ones. Just I like got, I have salmon ones too. Yeah. So chill. Um, did you see Joshua Sang in the picture? I didn't. I was I was looking, but I didn't see him. Is he in like in the back row or something? <laughs> do you, can you pull up the picture? We'll, we'll, I can try we'll to pull a, it up. We'll play a Where's Waldo. <laughs> Um, while, while I do that, how about um, Kiefer Bellows being an absolute unit in that picture? He's like right up there and he's taking like two people's spaces, it seems. He's just, boom, confidence, deal with it. He has a dad look going on, Kiefer Bellows. He's got like, the, he's got like a polo on and the shorts. He's look, he looks like a little bit like a dad, but... It's confidence. That's what, you're, that's what you're looking for. Okay, I have the picture. 
Let's see and how long saying, it takes. Where, oh, there he is. He's on the far left, standing behind <laughs> whoever that is in the red shirt. All you can see is half of his face. <laughs> you see like a quarter of his eyeball, and that's about it. Yeah. Let me zoom in. Yeah, there he is, and standing in the back row. Did you see Michael Del Cole in the picture? I can't find I him. Don't. Yeah, he's standing behind. So Josh was saying he's. If you're looking on the front row, there's a guy with a black sh- black polo and then a striped polo. Uh huh. He's between the two of them in the back row, wearing a red shirt. Oh, yep. I see. There him he now. is. Yeah. Again, just his left eye. There he is. He's probably not happy that he's at his fifth mini camp. Probably not. As Can a, we talk about that for a second? Yeah. Fifth okay. overall Who, pick, and he's at his fifth oh mini camp. I hope he does so well that he forces himself on the team. I want him to do. I want him to succeed at this mini camp so bad. And I know it's not the they're not going to decide based off mini camp appearances, but I want this to be a push in the right direction in in the Michael Dalcole narrative. I really want that. I want that so bad. I've been out on Michael Dalcole for a long time now. But I know, hold on. I know. Ever since Gus Dalcole said those hateful things to me online because <laughs> I said his son was bad at hockey, I'm even more out on Michael Dalcole. <laughs> you're doubling down? I am doubling down. Gus. <laughs> oh my god. I know you're listening. <laughs> What's up? We do it for the haters. <laughs> <laughs> I want him gone. I I I I want him to succeed. I want him to succeed. He was so good in juniors. Oh my god, he was so good. This could be Anders Lee 2.0. No. Kiefer Bellows is Anders Lee 2.0. All right, fine. He like, even said that he... Do you know who he said he models his game after? Did you see that quote? Jamie Benn. Was it Jamie he gets down. It was Jamie Benn. He gets into the dirty areas. Yeah. He likes that about his game. Who else does that? Anders Lee, baby. So... Sure. Yeah, that's true. That's absolutely... That's, that's Anders' office is right up in the dirty area. <sighs> I just... I want him to succeed. Same thing with Hosang. I want them to succeed so bad because... I, I, I feel I want it to be that the organization has failed them because I don't want it to be that we drafted bad players. I don't want that. You're you're right. I, I agree with you. I do have a little bit of beef with Gus, but I'll put that aside <laughs> and I'll root for him because he's an Islander. How good of you. There was one more one last thing before we get out of here while okay. we're on the topic. I th- the Islanders do the same thing every year. Like Michael Dalcole must be so bored. They go to the Mets game first, then they go to that racing thing where they do the go-karts, and then they go to the Crescent Beach Club every single year, if you look on Twitter. That's true, yeah. That's exactly what they do in that order. First, the first night, you're doing the the Mets game. Second night, you're you doing, that was your Long Island accent coming out. I've never heard it. That was the first time. You're doing the... I On some words, it'll come out. <laughs> so there you go. I you can make fun. I give you a hard time for your Canadian stuff, so you can give me a hard time for being Long Island. Accent. There you go. Yeah, Billy Joel, all that nine. So there you go. Um, then you go to the Mets game, and then uh, final night you're at the Crescent Beach Club, lovely place by the way. I went to a wedding there once. Um, and yeah, so I'm gonna see him tomorrow, and I'm excited to watch him play at the Blue and White yeah. scrimmage. Let us all know how it goes. It will. I, I will. And I'm, like I said, I'll wear eyes on aisle stuff, so there's a good chance I'll get stuff thrown at me, but uh, we'll see. Ah, if it's other eyes on aisle shirts, then perfect. <laughs> we always want to build up the wardrobe. Of course. So, Mitch, you got anything else? Or That's it. All right. So let's do some PSA stuff before we get on out of here. If you're listening on iTunes, Please be sure to subscribe and also rate and review. That really helps in our searchability and stuff like that. We would definitely appreciate it. Please give us a follow on Twitter at Eyes on Isles FS. My personal Twitter is at Matt O'Leary and why Mitch's is at TLO Mitch. Give us a like on Facebook, facebook.com slash Eyes on Isles, where you could see all of our stuff. And as always, be sure to go to the website, eyesonisles.com. Or you can even download the app Eyes on Isles for Android and iPhone, and you can get push notifications every time something goes up on the site. There you go. 
Mitch, episode number 45 in the books. Hopefully next week we're doing one where mm. John Tavares has re-signed. Maybe, I know I'm putting you on the spot because we haven't talked about it, maybe an emergency edition Eyes on Isles episode? I'm super down. It could definitely happen in the next coming days. So be on the lookout for that. Thank you for tuning in. You've been listening to the Eyes on Isles podcast. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.